Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring Adamings to Tidbits, and we'll be talking about the CPU bug and other stuff a little bit later. We'll hear from the one, the only, Johnny Evans, the Macholic. It's been a while since he's been on the show. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. So, Adam, welcome back. Wanted to get in, first of all, to the CPU bug, where we've basically got two bugs. One is called Meltdown, which is how I feel sometimes. The other is called Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. Now, that's the definition of Spectre from James Bond. But I wonder here, because of the way it's spelled, if that's their subtle inference. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. A guy named uh, Jan Horn, I think, was the guy who named it. And uh, security researchers tend to come up with interesting names because, I mean, let's face it, it would be truly boring if everyone just referred to them by, you know, CVE-4903 or whatever this one is. So there's all they all have these numbers, but that's the official thing. And But you need something better to say. And so we have Meltdown Inspector. And I think he had an explanation of that. I was trying to find where he came up with it. Well, maybe he is a James Bond fan. Obviously, there's been plenty of publicity about it so far. Apple has released several fixes. Have you heard anything about whether there are any serious slowdowns in the Mac and iOS fixes so far? Um, from what I gather, no. Uh, I have not heard anything about that. Apple certainly was be- being very careful to claim that there were basically no slowdowns or you know slowdowns that you wouldn't notice. And I frankly haven't noticed any, so I can't really uh, can't really disagree with them. Well, the only thing I recall is that Apple mentioned one particular Safari benchmark was slower by two and a half percent. And we're talking about, you know, milliseconds or fractions of milliseconds here. So even if you could measure it, you probably wouldn't see it. Yeah. A percentage or two here and there, you simply are not going to be able to notice at all that until you're into the 10 to 15 percent point i don't i doubt any any normal person would would guess this stuff is going on at all i mean it's not like the throttling of the cpu for the right. battery problem <laughs> people noticed that one right <laughs> that wasn't that subtle you know like you know and i i, mean, I forget i think was it peter cohen who was seeing like 80 percent slowdowns there so it was something insane you know that that you know it was really really clear that that was making a big difference that was just dedicated to peter's iPhone yeah, because right. <laughs> because he complained more loudly than anybody else on the planet. <laughs> yeah, what people don't realize is Apple has big switches somewhere in Cupertino, and they don't like you. They can just turn your switch right down. Exactly, exactly. And there it is, the one, the only. But in any case, here I want to get into that in a moment. But right now, is there anything new about the CPU bug that we should observe? I know that Microsoft had some problems with their Windows updates with older. PCs with AMD Athlons, they were bricked. I haven't been paying attention to the Windows side of things. The most I noticed was that the macOS 10.13.3 update that just came out yesterday, in its security notes, it talked more about Meltdown in terms of making more changes. And there was a new version of Safari, although it's specific security fixes did not mention Spectre. Uh, Apple, Apple's being very, very careful to 
say that they're doing stuff when they do, but without giving any details. What I found more interesting, actually, if you read the release notes for 10.13.3 fairly carefully, and I believe the security updates for um, Sierra and El Capitan, there were a couple of kernel bugs attributed to the same guy, Jan Horn of Google Project Zero. When I went to check what those were about, the CVEs, um, you know, the official references, uh, when you can look those up, the details were all reserved, which is what happens when the bug has been reported to the various companies, and but they haven't all released their patches yet. So they don't want to tell the bad guys how to take advantage of the bug. I thought that was interesting. So in other words, for all we know, there's more stuff with Meltdown Inspector that are slightly different going on that Jan Horn has discovered and that Apple has already fixed, but they can't really tell us that they fixed it. The other release notes and the statements about CPU bug were more specific than you would expect. They used the term mitigate, which means they're not yeah. erasing it completely. They're reducing the effect. Yeah. Meltdown Inspector, first of all, these are highly, highly tricky, specific problems. It's been pretty clear that it is not. this is not a case of just fixing the bug. That because this um, has to do with how things happen deep within inside the chip, I think it's, not, it's one of those situations where the operating systems can be patched to avoid those kinds of behaviors, but you know, it's, it's complicated stuff. You don't know absolutely every time some piece of the operating system is going to do something that, that causes this um, speculative execution. That's actually, I was just reading, that's where the name Spectre comes from because it's speculative execution. The chip is guessing at what you want to do next. And if it guesses wrong, apparently it has to sort of backtrack. And somehow and related to the, you know, that happening is where the contents of memory can be, can be read or affected. Again, really, really high-end tweaky stuff, and I think it's pretty clear that we're going to have these bugs with us for quite some time before everyone is comfortable that they, they are locked down from. And probably Intel AMD and the core ARM processor technology that Apple uses for its chips, those technologies will have to be revised over time, so they're no longer part of the chip. Yeah, I, what's kind of interesting about this is that it affected you know multiple chip types, so that it's more of a technique that's vulnerable than a very specific architecture. You know, again, I'm getting in somewhat over my head here. I am not a I am not a silicon guy, but the wait a minute, you're not made of silicon. You're not a silicon <laughs> life form. <laughs> not that you know, but the uh, um, my point is more just that. It's not clear to me how easy it will be to uh, change this in chips going forward. Um, I mean, I presume they will do it, but I don't know how easy it's going to be. And it's certainly going to take, you know, a chip generation before it happens because, you know, can't just pull the chips out of computers. I also understand the PowerPC is also impacted. I, I hadn't heard that, but I'm not entirely surprised. You know, again, it's a technique, not, a, not, a, not an architecture. So, you know, I mean, it was interesting when Apple said that the Apple Watch was not affected because um, that would imply that whatever the processor is inside the Apple Watch, it's sufficiently different slash minimal to, to not have these kinds of techniques taking place. Or doesn't engage in speculative execution. 
<laughs> and does not think of itself as no, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> the Apple Watch is just sad because it would really want to be able to, you know, explode or have a saw inside it or something like that. I mean, it wants to be a James Bond watch too. Actually, what happens is when the bug is triggered on an Apple Watch, you hear a voice identifying himself as Ernst Stavro Blofeld. <laughs> and of course, there's the Jewish version, Bloomfield. <laughs> I'm Jewish, so I can get away with that if you are worrying about being politically correct, okay? I get away with it. And I'm from New York. That's even worse. It's where most people are from, as it turns out. Yeah, well, if they came through Ellis Island, through, right. chain, through chain migration. Yeah. All right, we don't want to get into that because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. And we will. We're going to talk about this new version of iOS 11 where... They're going to tell you about battery health that's going to be going to testing. In fact, it started testing right now, and Tim Cook's been mentioning it. So we should mention it, too, because we're here. Adam Inkst, he is, of course, the editor-publisher of Tidbits at tidbits.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. My blog is at technightowl.com. I never mentioned that blog as much as I should. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. 
The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. I'm Holly Thomas, Group Vice President of Cause Marketing for Macy's. Every baby deserves the best possible start, but not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. You can help us lead the fight for the health of all moms and babies. Join me and Macy's to March for Babies. Let's raise funds and be champions for families near and far. Together, we are building a brighter future. Sign up for Macy's team today at marchforbabies.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So let's get into this more stuff here. All right. There was something that Tim Cook said, Adam, at a recent interview, and it was particularly ill-informed because he said, with regard to the problem of throttling iPhone performance with failing batteries, that people weren't paying attention. No, it was not that people weren't paying attention. It was that you didn't add the sentence or two to explain what the heck you were doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Apple was was quite taken by surprise by the whole thing, partly because I think they did not anticipate the level to which uh, the iPhone 6 and 6S initially, the batteries were problematic, frankly, and you know how much worse they were going to get and how that was going to affect things. So I think this is a case where they sort of saw some behaviors, they put some code in without, you know, without worrying too much about it and they didn't say anything because it wasn't a big deal at the time. And then later on they start talking about it once they realize it is more of a thing. You know that the I forget it was 10 to 1 or something like that where they started putting these this code in and the original release notes for 10 to 1 do not mention it, but the revised ones do. 
you know, I said they were they were somewhat caught by surprise, I believe. And um, and then again, you know, with iOS 11, as things go on, I just feel like they thought they had a better handle on it, and they didn't. And so that's partly why the the communication snafus. Well, I think at this point, I hope, in any case, they have learned their lessons after three or four dozen class action lawsuits that they really need to be very specific about release notes. Make sure yes. if they're doing something that customers are apt to not just recognize, but be impacted negatively, they will say, hey, here's what's going on. This is, for example, when Apple patched Spectre. They said, well, one particular benchmark will be 2.5% slower. They were being sensitive to the fact that people will notice and think that somehow they're being gypped. Yeah, I will believe that Apple will provide good release notes when I see it. There, they really, really prefer to say, you know, improve stability and reliability and not give significant details. So... I doubt that's going to happen in a big way. The thing with Spectre, the reason why, and, and Meltdown, when they were talking about the performance, that was because the entire story of Meltdown and Spectre to begin with was, oh my gosh, to fix this and, and eliminate speculative execution, um, we'll have to you know, take a 30 to 50% hit. So Apple had to respond to that performance issue from the very beginning because that was what the story was. So was a 30 to 50 percent hit, and Apple's like, nah, it's two, two and a half percent. You know, not a big deal. And it's so, only on one benchmark. And that was Intel's statement. Actually, the one I heard from Intel was five to 30 percent. And I did oh, see. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You're right. Five to 30. I was getting my fives and threes messed up. That's okay. Either way, it's significant. But yeah. I did see some benchmarks of Windows PCs running Windows 10 where it was maybe 1% to 5%. So it's a little bit worse than the well, Mac or iOS. Even then, it's barely I, noticeable. I think basically this was a case of, um, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, this is the worst thing ever. But let's face it, you know, there's some really, really bright engineers out there. And when push came to shove and they actually had to get in and, and, and fix the code, they did, and it was not as bad as initially thought. But it, that's often the case. Right. You know, that, that, you know, there's this big, huge problem that's going to happen. And when we actually get into it, I mean, think about Y2K, you know, Y2K, the sky was going to fall and came and went. Yeah, people did a lot of work, but it came and went. Not a big deal. So, you know, I personally believe the same is going to be true of this in the end. Now, let's move over to what Apple has done with regard to the throttling. They just released a developer version of iOS 13.3 beta one. It's just for developers now. By the time you hear the show, there will probably be a version for public beta testers. If you dare to take the chance, it'll be out probably by March or so. But it's got a few things in there that might be worth mentioning. I don't know if you saw the announcement because Apple mentioned it. Yeah, they actually had a press release. It was kind of shocking. It is. Or as James Bond said, shocking. You <laughs> see, we're getting so inundated with that. So it's going to have a way to judge battery health just like you get in macbooks and macbook pros now yeah you'll see that and you'll be able to switch off the performance setting so if you decide that you'd rather have the battery you know do its thing and have the thing suddenly shut down if that's what's supposed to happen you can have that it's up to you you'll have a choice which yeah. means that apple learned something here give people a choice let them know what you're doing and they make a decision and if, if it's still, if it shuts down, well, it's not Apple's fault. We said it might shut down. So now we're out of the picture. No more class action lawsuits. And that will be it. 
Now, a couple of other things are in there. New health records. Yeah, I'm going to be really interested to see how widespread that actually is. The, I mean, there's tons and tons of medical record systems out there, and I just I don't know how broadly Apple has has signed up support. Maybe if you're like I don't know California, where Kaiser Permanente Permanente is um, Kaiser is huge. Lots and lots of people are with Kaiser. If Apple can get them in, that brings in millions of millions of people. But other parts of the country. Who knows? And and I just I'll be curious to see what you can get with that. I mean, it it also depends. You know, how much this is going to impact you depends on how interested you are in your medical records, right? You know, if you're a relatively healthy person, you might be glad to have access to them, but it's not going to be something you're going to be looking at at a daily, weekly, monthly, or even possibly yearly basis. On the other hand, if you're dealing with some healthcare problems, you might be looking at your medical records regularly. So it's going to be going to be really important for some people. Probably not a big deal for others. Well, right now, the way the current health record system works is just so inefficient. And you know this, for example, well, my wife went for a diagnostic test maybe a year ago, and this is familiar territory, and you know what it is, where they come over to you as you get into the hospital and you have a receptionist who takes your information down, gets your insurance card, of course, because they want to know they'll get paid, and then... You have a procession of nurses, each of whom asks you the same question. And then you have the anesthesiologist will ask you a question. And your doctor will question you. And you have to answer these questions four or five times, knowing if you forget something or something's inconsistent, they'll screw up because they have no single resource for this information, evidently. I mean, it should be that you enter it once, it's on your iPad or whatever, and there it is forever. I think that some of that actually is just checking that they want to make sure you are who they think you are, that, you know, that you're having your right leg amputated and not your left leg and, you know, those kinds of things. So what I've been seeing, I mean, because I've, as, as we weren't going to say anything, but I was in the last we had to have this this call scheduled. I was actually in the emergency room because I just sprained my ankle truly badly and gone into shock. And so, yeah, they kept asking me my, what my name and my birth date was, for instance. And, you know, whenever I had something, you know, I could go to x-rays, they were like, and which leg is it? They knew full well which leg it was, but they wanted me to be saying each time as a check, not because they didn't know. And, and also, so I think it's that. partly liability. Because this way, if you say something and they act on it and what you say is wrong, well, well it's not I, your fault. Right, so I'll ask you more in our next segment with Adam Inks of Tidbits on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal 
will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and Fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. faketv.com Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. People are waking up. They're standing up to those pushing pesticides and GMOs as safe alternatives for a starving world. What a bunch of crap! I tell you, I'd rather eat dirt. So? I drink Life Change Tea. It's an herbal drink, cleansing my body of toxins sludge and nasty chemicals and of course ridding the intruders that are hidden in my so-called food and by the way life change tea is non-gmo and organic no fillers no yuck just a great defense against you know what may the supplement force awaken you don't fall to the dark side oh uh, sorry, <laughs> I went to the movies last night. Anyway, enough said. How do you get that herbal drink and change your life? Get the tea.com. That's get the tea.com. You will awaken. You will get stronger and you might even lose a bit of weight. So awaken to life change tea and the many one of a kind supplements at get the tea.com. That's get the tea.com. May the supplement force be with you. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. Why take another pill? Treat your aches and pains with sunshine pillows, microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body heating wraps. Sunshine pillows and wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it, even while driving. Sunshine pillows are designed with your comfort in mind, will not burn you, and will stay balanced on your body to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part, Sunshine pillows start at just $20. Join hundreds of our happy customers and see why Sunshine pillows has a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. Click sunshine-pillows.com and take the Sunshine Pillow Challenge. That's sunshine-pillows.com. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So we're going back to, and we're not going to be detailed about Adam's hospital visit. And you were saying? 
I was just going to say that there's a doctor named Atul Gawande who's written a lot about checklists and and ways that that doctors and healthcare organizations have reduced errors, and some of these kinds of things that seem fairly unnatural go to that. That it turns out that. It seems like why should they have to ask you know your name again, but all it takes is someone to get put in the wrong room at the wrong time, and and suddenly everyone's working on the wrong on all these wrong assumptions, and so I think some of that stuff is is actually policy based on reducing errors, but I but I think the medical records issue, the real issue, real problem is is that it's different everywhere. You know whether or not you can get in to see it at all, whether or not it's stored in a, in a you know in a useful way, all that. So if Apple can bring some standardization to that for the users, that would probably be good. I'm, I mean, we're certainly hoping and assuming the records do the things they need to do for the doctors. I think they should have a cloud-based system, and it's going to have to be immensely secure. You know, probably localized to the hospital, and each hospital can exchange information. And they bring around tablets, probably to each patient and take the notes on the tablet. And that would be a great thing. In fact, as a corollary, I was having my car serviced a few days ago, just an oil change, you know, inexpensive thing. And I talked to the service advisor, who, by the way, is a big Mac fan. He has a Mac. He has an iPad Pro at home. He draws great science fiction artwork. So if he ever decides to stop being a service advisor. I think he's got a new career there. I'm going to talk to him about maybe getting some artwork for the Paracast. In any case, he said to me, unfortunately, the dealership is using a Windows-based system. But he said, you know, it'd be so great if we had a Mac here and we take iPads out and record or photograph the car and get the information down and be so much easier and more efficient in dealing with customers. It, they'd save money. They'd make sure the customers are satisfied because car dealers, especially new car dealers, they make most of their profits not from selling you the new car because everybody discounts heavily. They have to be competitive. They make their money from service. Yeah. I mean, this is the sort of thing that's happening more and more as companies replace existing systems. Problem is there's a lot of legacy-based systems which are truly horrible, but they work, people know how to use them, and they don't cost a whole lot of money to replace um, every year. So a lot of of the kinds of things that you see now, it it almost depend on how long a business has been around. It's interesting. Um, My wife went to the doctor recently, and, and this doctor is you know, she's a you know, small one doctor practice and she's been trying very set it up relatively recently and has been doing a whole lot of stuff in just modern ways. So Tanya, you know, got an email telling her to go check her patient portal um, after a recent visit and clicked through, logged into the portal, there was a notification, clicked the notification and it said, Okay, here's your bill. Clicked the bill and it allowed her to pay it online. No more, you know, getting, you know, envelopes stuffed with papers and trying to figure out which portions the insurance covered and writing a check and sending it back and and all this. I mean, but that's how it should be. But it's hard to replace an existing system with that. If you're starting from fresh, it's a whole lot easier. And a lot of times, you know, these systems are very old, you know, which, you know, makes it kind of difficult. These systems are very old. They're using them for years. And that makes things more difficult. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, this is some of the world I've, I've touched into a little bit. I went to the, the Jamf Nation user conference uh, back in October and 
this is a lot of people who are using Jamf, which is a management software to manage a whole bunch of, you know, a fleet of Macs in a company, you know, so this, this could be, you know, 20, 30, all the way up to, you know, 10,000 or IBM actually has 100,000 Macs. I mean, it's an astonishing number of Macs. But that's what happens in those kinds of systems. And the people you talk to at a conference like that, they are the ones who are implementing new stuff that's really cool because they've got the hardware, they've got the investment and the resources from the business to be able to do that. But, you know, companies that are having having trouble making making ends meet, you know, they're not they're gonna be sticking with what they've got, even if they know full well that it's not as good as something else, and even if they know full well they're losing money using it. Okay. Enough on the medical stuff. <laughs> Right, I'm just getting. We've I'm developing a disease we're, we're just thinking about, about it. You know. <laughs> I want to ask you. Speaking of malware, let's get back to that a little bit here. There's something called DNS hijacking. Yeah. Now that's kind of weird. What's that about? I think we should explain this to our listeners because that's a little geeky. Yeah. So basically, DNS or domain name system is the internet system that translates between names like apple.com or technightowl.com or tidbits.com and what's called an IP number. And an IP number is usually is four numbers separated by dots. So it might be, you know, 217.83.45.29, something like that. And the computers all think in terms of the numbers. But people are never going to remember those numbers. So the domain name system allows you to translate between them. On your Mac, in the network preference pane, you get to set what are called DNS servers. And these are the the servers out on the internet that your Mac talks to. So when you type apple.com into your web browser, they go out to the the DNS server and say, where is apple.com? And the DNS server says, ah, apple.com is such and such, and gives you four to four numbers back. And the web server then, the web browser then says, oh, okay, now I know where to go, and it goes there. This DNS hijacking malware is devilishly clever in some ways. What it does is it replaces your DNS servers, which are usually your ISP, for instance, or your company, if, uh, if you're running a kind of company connection. It replaces them with its own DNS servers. And what that means is that it suddenly has some level of control over where you end up. So when you type apple.com, you might not go to apple.com. You might go to a site the company has set up that looks exactly like apple.com and asks you to log in with your Apple ID, but is actually stealing your traffic in the process. Now that is as evil as you can get because it's not obvious what's going on. You know, unless you look at the address bar, but even then they could spoof the address bar. I guess they can spoof anything. They can spoof when you get phone calls. They spoof the caller ID. So anything could be spoofed. But okay, is this a widespread thing or just something that's a theoretical thing? It's not theoretical. It exists. But uh, as far as anyone has been able to find out, as what I know anyway, it is not widespread at all. Um, It was reported on a forum of um, a company called Malwarebytes. They they produce anti-malware software. And the a researcher, you know, got a hold of it and disassembled it, a guy named Patrick Wardle. And and so we know a lot about it, but we don't know is how it's distributed, 
you know, how did this person get it? It was like, it was someone reporting in on one of his clients. So he doesn't know what happened. And um, we don't know if it's just to try to spread itself or if it's, you've got to go to a malicious web page or if you have to download an app. The belief is, is that you would have to download an app and run it in such a way as to bypass Apple's built-in gatekeeper protections. So, you know, we don't, you know, again, doesn't seem all that likely. And I believe that Apple has updated the the kind of underlying uh, technology it calls X-Protect, which actually protects you from this kind of stuff. So, in theory, it's not a problem. Um, in theory, we're, we're we're more or less protected now. But you know, it's it, it was it was kind of mysterious, honestly. <laughs> we don't really know what uh, where all this came from, and um, uh, you know how you could get it or anything like that, which is a little distressing in some ways. A DNS bug. Oh boy. Yeah. It takes all kinds, everybody, and this one just buzzing around. Of course, Apple had its own little issues there, like being able to log in as the root or super califragilistic expialidocious user <laughs> without a password. Don't ask me to say that again, because I'm not that good. You're in the Tech yeah. Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hawaii was a wake-up call. Don't be caught without a disaster shelter. Atlas makes an all-disaster shelter that will protect your family from fallout, tornadoes, and hurricanes for only $99.99. That also includes the NBC air filtration system, solid steel construction with an airtight bulletproof door. That's right. For $99.99 and up, call 1-855-4-BUNKER or go to IWantThatShelter.com. Atlas Survival Shelters, the world leader in fallout shelters. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, 
There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Don't become dependent on the medical system. Get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. Peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process, peroxide. Extendivite 7 Herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. We have Adam Inks of Tidbits, and take and uh, I keep wanting to say take control of books, but Joe Kissel took that over a long time ago, That's and he's right. come out with some really great books, so he'll be back on the show soon. Meantime, there's so many things to talk about here. Are you going to get yourself a HomePod? Yes. Not necessarily because I desperately need a HomePod or want a HomePod, but position I'm in, we need to know about it. And it is, you know, a, you know, a new relatively major product from Apple. So we'll get one. <laughs> uh, now, everybody's I, trying to compare a $349 HomePod with a $30 Amazon Echo. Yeah. So we didn't have an Echo. We had a Google Home for a little while and we stopped using it for two reasons. One was it wasn't useful for anything but music. And for the music, it only worked It worked with Spotify. And at some point, I just couldn't deal with Spotify anymore and switch to Apple Music, which I don't love, but I really didn't like Spotify much either. Um, the real problem with Spotify was you could only add 10,000 tracks to your library, and then it stopped. I'm like, but, but 10,000 is not very many, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's many, many more tracks out there you might want to have in your library. You don't want to have to look for each time. Just, so, you know, the, a dozen remixes of a Beatles song. You know, heck, just most of the Beatles songs get you close there. I mean, so. Yeah, but so you have any, to think about the Beatles songs and you say, well, it can't be that many because they yeah. only release so many albums. But then you've got the remix, the mono version, the stereo version, the new stereo version. 
Yeah, you got to be careful. There's a lot there. Yeah. So my point is, is that by the time we didn't have Spotify, so we couldn't play music on the on the Google Home, and we found it completely worthless for anything non-music related. So it was just it was just not helpful, and so we unplugged it. I will be curious to see how the HomePod works for us. I mean, the killer app for all of these things really is music. You know, hey, you know, hey Siri, play seventies rock. Um, careful, I'm not turning anything on, but uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that you can get out of these things. And you know, getting them to read you the news, the traffic, or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. I maybe people do. I just found that. You know, there was absolutely nothing that I could think to ask it that I wanted to know that it could tell me. Okay, let me do this. Hey, Siri, play 70s rock. Oh? (laughs) All right. I must have removed it somewhere in time. I don't know. That is so weird. Here it is. Let's try again. So now, as we speak, it is now restoring Apple Music. I don't have time to talk to Siri. She's, you know, inscrutable or difficult to deal with. You know, I want to ask you a question here, which you as an expert will know here. When I do one of my ride-sharing gigs like Uber and Lyft, obviously I have to run the GPS all the time because it's using navigation software. And they don't use Apple Maps. They use Waze, they use Google Maps, or they use Uber's own partner. My iPhone's battery is shot in four hours, and it's a fairly recent phone. Is it all the GPS that's plugging away full-time, or the apps being inefficient? It's the GPS. No, it's the GPS. I'm surprised you get four hours, honestly. My experience was always that full-on GPS navigation was about two hours. Well, part of it is here is that... But the screen's on, too. I mean, that's the other big thing. Yeah, so there's no choice there. Apple's got to find a way to make the GPS more efficient. Yeah, that's just tough. I mean, I mean, you can do it, but um, in fact, the iPhone has a pretty good, um, pretty good GPS chip. If you look at um, the battery life on some of like Garmin's running watches or triathlon watches, those can last longer. But uh, they obviously aren't, you know, the, the rest of the system isn't doing nearly as much. So, you know, I don't know if it's possible. I mean, maybe, if, again, if you were using the GPS chip without the screen on, you would you would get to a lot better. So it's just the nature of the beast until or unless they <laughs> invent a GPS chip that doesn't need so much juice. Yeah. I mean, my experience with battery, battery life, honestly, I mean, and I've been doing this for a really long time, is that batteries get better and better and better, and computers get hungrier and hungrier and hungrier, such that we still have the same battery life we had back in the 90s. You know, when it comes right down to it, uh, you know, things last a certain amount of time, and, you know, I can't go, I can't go a full flight um, on my MacBook Air, you know, coast to coast. Couldn't do that back in the 90s either. You know, it's just... You get a certain amount of time, and that's it. And, you know, everything just gets gets piggier. Now, some really weird guy at one of the major tech portals writes this article and points out the new iPhones have fast charging and wireless or inductive charging. And therefore, because they charge faster, your battery will wear out faster. And I thought, duh, it's the same number of charge cycles. It's 500, roughly. That's what Apple says. So whether you charge it in an hour, in 30 minutes, or four hours, or 12 weeks, you'll still get 500 charge cycles. 
that's my understanding of, of reading Apple's information. And Apple's pretty clear about how a charge cycle is going from you know 100 to zero, and you know it doesn't you know you have to do all of that. I mean, in, in other words, if you recharge at 30, you've you've gone down 70 percent, but you have to go down the next 30 before it counts as a full charge cycle. It's not it's not like you have to run it out, and and similarly, it's not every time you plug it in. So it's the it's the full cycle of zero, what would be the equivalent of zero to 100 that counts as one full charge cycle, and you got to get 500 of those before it starts to be a problem. So I, I mean, you know, what it comes right down to it is with all these battery related things is. It would be nice to be able to swap batteries because batteries get old and you don't want to throw them out at some point, but it would be nice to be able to swap a new one in, but that ship has sailed. Basically, nothing has swappable batteries anymore. Right. They all do the same thing because they're all maximizing battery life and the installation is tricky. As soon as it gets more than just popping off the case and lifting out the battery, Apple doesn't want you to do it because you might break something. Yeah. And at, at any time you try to build the superstructure necessary to make it easy to pop a battery in or out, then you increase the size and weight of the device. So that's, of course, equally as terrible because we wouldn't want anything that was half an ounce heavier. Yeah, but, you know, if you look at it here, the cost of an iPhone battery is not that humongously expensive. Apple charges 79 which is kind of okay. You can go to third-party dealers like there's a chain called Batteries Plus Bulbs. And I think they do it for like 59 or 69 And I talked to one of the technicians who does it. He said, you know, it's really not hard to do. I mean, you're doing, you know, a dozen a day or something. It's not hard. You can do it in 15 minutes. It's not a really wicked thing. So, you know, it's the same battery and they're going to guarantee their work. It, you don't have to go to Apple. Yeah, I, I, my main concern there is is that it's just not that quick to necessarily do. I mean, yes, you might they might be able to do it in fifteen minutes, but you know, we sent an iPhone six in to get its battery replaced when Apple dropped the price, and almost oh, like a week and a half ago already. You know, so you know, it just it's just taken time, and you know, that's one thing. If it's a, you know an extra device like it was in this case, but if it's your main main iPhone, that's something where you know it's a real problem to have to sit and wait, or to go somewhere and be waiting in line. So um, the other thing I will say, just to just to make sure that people have the right impression, I replaced the battery in my iPhone four, and then in my iPhone five, the iPhone four. Piece of cake. No problem. Took me five minutes. And, you know, I'm not remarkably technically uh, capable when it comes to fixing electronics. You know, I can do it, but I don't do soldering or anything. iPhone 5 was a nightmare. You know, you know, just, man, I swore never again am I opening up an iPhone after that one. Because... They glue them shut. You know, there's all this, all these very, very, very fine wires inside and cables that you've got to avoid ripping out, and it's it's really hard to get in there. So I will say that, uh, much as it may seem like you can go and get a battery and do it yourself, and I'm sure iFixit has instructions to do it, don't recommend it. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, if you really want to, fine. But you're thinking here, you have an iPhone that's going to cost. Six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred ninety-nine dollars, whatever. Do you really, really want to take that chance on something <laughs> so expensive? I mean, I'll replace the battery on my old MacBook Pro, which is eight years old, and it should be a miracle that I have a product that works like new. Except it's you know it's got an SSD in there now, so it's actually you know decently quick. 
Which is a tribute to, I think, Apple's design. But if I want to replace the battery, I've got to remove like, you know, what, a dozen tiny little itty-bitty pentalobe yeah. screws. It's easy to lose them because they're so tiny and teeny and all that stuff. So, you know, I do have a battery here if I ever need to replace it. I'm hoping, though, that when the ship comes in, I'll get myself something new and we'll go from there. we got some more stuff to talk about here. So let's continue with Adam Inks of Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I just want to tell you that we have a way for you to really support this show, and that is join up with... Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com and you'll get information on how to sign up. We charge $1.49 a week. We charge $4.99 a month, etc., etc. You get a version of the show free of the network ads. We get complaints about those things, but that's how the network makes their money. Free of the network ads, better quality audio, all for a low price. Plus.technightowl.com. We have Adam Inks of Tidbits. And a little bit later, we'll hear from Johnny Evans, the Apple-holic. Let me ask a question here. I'm trying to figure this out. 
CES 2018, anything there that was memorable? Well, I didn't go personally. So we had a guy named Jeff Porton who goes and covers it for us. We, we published a few articles on it and there's a lot of interesting stuff. I don't personally see CES as one of those things where you go because are you or you even pay attention to it because it's going to change your life now. It's more that stuff at CES is, you know, where the world is going. So, for instance, there was a lot about autonomous cars. And, you know, that's something which is going to change the world in five to 20 years. You know, it will take some time for the technology to come up. It will take some time for the world to change. But there is really very little question that self-driving cars are going to be an absolutely huge, huge deal. So I think in that respect, you know, you see stuff at, at CES and and it gives you a, a, some insight into where the world is going. Um, that said, you'll also see products that are trying to be, you know, the next best thing in some category. You'll see stuff which is just clever, um, possibly too clever for its own good, like, you know, laundry folding robots. Um, you know, there's other stuff like um, bicycle helmets that automatically signal when you turn with lights on the back of them. That's kind of cool. And so there's a, there's a bunch of stuff like that. Um, I think CES is one of those things. I mean, uh, there's a reason why we cover it the way we do, which is like one paragraph um, capsule summaries of things that struck Jeff Porton as interesting. Sometimes they're not even good. I mean, sometimes they're really stupid. And, and it, but it's interesting stupid, you know, like, you know, headbands that you put on and, you know, promise to put you into a meditative state by blinking lights at your eyeballs or something. You know, like... A, probably not true, and B, I really don't think it's a good idea to have stuff blinking lights in your eyeballs. Um, nonetheless, you know, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of an interesting spectator sport, if nothing else. Mostly, and sometimes you see prototypes of something in the future, like we have all these 4K TV sets now. What about yeah. 8K? <laughs> now you say, what's 8K? Understand they are making movies now, blockbuster movies, and they shoot them in 8K. The latest version of Final Cut Pro 10 will work with 8K timelines. Of course, you probably need an iMac Pro to work with it. And even then, it's going to be at reduced resolution, obviously, because it's a 5K thing, and it'll probably reduce it to 4K or something like that. But at least you'll be able to edit the movies. I don't think there's anything else that could do it. But that is what's coming. And you think, you know... Do we really need that? Well, at home you don't because right now you have a 4K TV set with HDR, which is the wider color range. And with the 4K, if you have a set, you know, 55, 60 inches larger at a decent viewing distance, you'll see a sharper picture. You have HDR. It's pretty obvious regardless of the size of the set as long as it's implemented properly. But 8K, you know, it's like a retina display. There are so many dots per inch that you can see at normal viewing distance. And beyond that, what's the point? You know, uh, it's a good question. And I think some technologies simply exist and evolve because they can in the sense of you can always do better. And at some point, you'll discover what the better is good for. Whether or not it's, you know, I mean, there was a company at CES, for instance, that was showing flexible displays. 
So, you know, that's something which I think is going to be very cool at some point in the future. But they're still trying to figure out exactly how and where this would this would be used. They have and, another one that folds and unfolds like blinds. Yeah. And the thing about that is I'm thinking eventually you'll have a TV set that you push a button and it becomes transparent and you'll see the window outside. Yeah. And that, that you already see like in a movie like Total Recall, the original. So that's yeah. another thing you'll see. Or it'll change to a painting. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's always kind of confused me why televisions aren't just big picture frames when they're not in use anyway. But that seems some <laughs> that seems to be something to be too hard for, for many things to quite figure out. Well, something's going to draw voltage. So you want to turn the set off. You're going to leave it in like an idle position. <laughs> where it's drawing just a few watts. So you turn it on and it comes on in 10 seconds or so. Even then, the set doesn't come on immediately. It's got to load its operating system like a personal computer. Uh, I mean, this is something where we so completely have the technology for this. Um, I mean, you push the button on, a, on, an I, on an iPad, it's up instantly. There's no reason why a television couldn't be exactly the same way. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that's. You're, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying it's stupid that they're not. Um, that there's no reason for it. And similarly, the whole idle issue. It's not like we don't have sensors that can tell when there's someone in the room with it, and we don't have clocks that you know are timing chips that could say, "Gee, if I get up in the middle of the night to you know you know get a drink, don't turn on the TV set because I walk by it, but do turn it on if it's between you know." you know, 8 a.m. and you know, 11 p.m. You know, this is all trivial, trivial stuff. And it's actually quite boggling to me that we that no one has basically turned a television into a huge picture frame with a tiny little box that would do all this stuff and, you know, get your pictures from iCloud Photo Library or whatever. You know, with me, I turn the set on. I don't care. I don't need the extra stuff. I probably would care about it if I had it, but I'm the kind of person like I turn on the washing machine, it doesn't have to have a computer in it. The refrigerator is always on anyway, so I don't need the refrigerator to do anything special. Just keeps things cold and I'm happy with that. And I think when you start getting into home systems, you have to decide how much of that stuff you really need, whether you're giving up security because it's internet enabled, or you just turn the darn thing on, it's a toaster oven, it's a regular oven, and that's it. You don't need to have the thing start warming up 20 minutes before you get home. Do you really want to take that chance if something happens? Yeah, you know, I mean, as I said, it's just one of those one of those situations where what can be done will be done in all in all cases. Um, and I'm just surprised that this one hasn't been. I mean, you see lots and lots of digital picture frames, but they're usually these tiny little screens. They have horrible software. Um, you know, I mean. I, I could, you know, I'm one of my one of my projects in my copious spare time is to turn, you know, some kind of a 27 inch iMac into a picture frame, because it's just so painfully obvious how easy it will be to do, and you know, attach some sensors with HomeKit and you know, get the whole thing get the whole thing you know wired up. It, you know, we've got off the shelf pieces to do all this, so it's a little frustrating that uh, that no one's done it in a nice in a nice package. Okay, there we go. We've got more stuff going on here, and I wanted to ask you, we're hearing more and more here about Apple, allegedly, because there's no official announcement, signing up producers for more TV shows. <laughs> you know, like Ronald D. Moore was signed up. Of course, Ronald D. Moore worked on 
Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Star Trek Next Generation, the reboot version of Battlestar Galactica. So he knows his sci-fi. And they made a deal with him. They made a deal supposedly with Steven Spielberg for a reboot of Amazing Stories, an anthology show from the 80s that only lasted two seasons. But I guess they thought there was potential there. And then we've got this, I don't know if it's a rom-com or a drama with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. The point being here is Apple's coming out with more and more of this content. But the question I would have, and maybe we can talk about a little bit in the next segment, get a little bit off the viruses and the 4K TV sets and Spectre and all that, is how is Apple going to market these shows? Will they just be in iTunes? Will they be in Apple Music? How are they going to do it? More to come on the Tech Night Owl live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Message and data rates may apply. You don't follow the herd. You blaze your own trail. And you're as adventurous in the kitchen as you are in life. Whether it's paddleboard yoga or Peruvian steak, you're the first to try new things. So are we. We're Green Chef, the first USDA-certified organic meal kit delivery service. We offer delicious meal plans for seven different lifestyles. Paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegetarian, vegan, carnivore, and omnivore. Want to be the first of your friends to try Green Chef? Discover our exclusive introductory deal by texting the keyword FUN66 to 543543. We believe that cooking, just like life, should be all about experience and flavor. And by exploring dinner options with Green Chef, you'll try new recipes, techniques, and ingredients for bold, new restaurant-level flavors. It's like enjoying a new cooking class, but in your own home. To experience this culinary adventure, text now and discover our exclusive introductory deal. Text FUN66 to 543543. That's F-U-N-66 to 543543. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. 
Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Adam Inks of Tidbits. So let me ask you, how do you think Apple would market all these shows they are allegedly, because there's no official announcement yet, allegedly producing? Well, I mean, there's certainly going to be an iTunes and, you know, Apple has so many, many users of iTunes that might be sufficient. I mean, sort of like in Netflix, if you, if you have watched similar shows, Netflix will pop up a, a new one as a recommended show, or they'll even send you emails sometimes if they think it's going to be something that you, you're interested in. I could certainly see Apple doing something something similar to that. My understanding is, is and this is definitely not my world, but uh, my understanding is, is that Netflix and Amazon have done some like Hollywood events to promote some of their original series and original programming. Wouldn't be in the slightest bit surprised to see Apple do the same thing. I don't think that's mainstream marketing. I think that's marketing within the industry, and probably still worth doing. But it's not uh, not going to not going to be the sort of thing that you and you and I see. I was thinking here that Apple would address Apple Music because Apple Music right now is growing, but Spotify is growing faster. The other thing here is maybe Apple thinks it should have an X factor, and the X factor is. TV content and therefore make it Apple Music and TV. Yeah, I will admit that just from the standpoint of Apple, it is very much Apple Music. And I would be a little surprised if they would 
change that in a big way. I, it's possible they would introduce a new service called Apple TV. Oh, wait, we already have that, don't we? <laughs> but uh, it may just be the sort of thing that gets kind of worked into the Apple TV and iTunes and, you know, various different apps and doesn't have to be something on, you know, some big thing on its own. Because even if Apple did, you know, all the things you're talking about, that will still end up and let them end up with what, like four or five shows. This is and not the thing is here, that's that the much. issue. You see, it's one thing with Netflix, because Netflix may have, you know, a couple of dozen shows, and the rest is going to be older content, like a full season. You want to watch the full season of a show that you missed. You didn't have time to record it, so you get the commercial-free version. A lot of the things are now in 4K. So that's one thing. And there are a lot of movies there. In fact, I got to see Doctor Strange, like, only a few months after it was released, the Marvel magical superhero, and I saw it. On Netflix, which surprised me. And I like a lot of the shows on Netflix, one called Travelers, where people from the future possess the bodies of people after they die for some reason. And they kind of change the past to fix some future problem. The point being here is that they've got a lot of content, new, original, and older stuff. There's tons and tons of content there. For Netflix, they have 118 million members. But Apple, to have half a dozen TV shows, and maybe you'll watch one or two of them, and that's it. How do you distribute that if you're not adding other content? Well, I think the the issue in many ways is that Netflix can get away with a subscription because they do have so much content. And I, for one, have bought almost nothing ever from iTunes in terms of video because Frankly, it seems like a very, very poor economic decision. I can pay Netflix nine ninety month, nine ninety nine a month, and watch as much as I want. And so, paying—I forget what the prices are—you know, you know, somewhere under you know three, four dollars for a, t- a single episode of a TV show, or you know, some amount to rent the entire season of the TV show, or ten to fifteen dollars for a movie—just kind of seems like a bad idea. I think Apple. It's possible they would just be using their original content to do direct sales and season passes, but I don't know. I'm not going to pay fifty dollars for for one sh- a season of one show on on iTunes when I can. That would be five months of everything I can watch on Netflix. So, and that also makes me wonder about the logic behind CBS All Access. All right, you get all the CBS shows, right. but the key here is. It's got two shows that are new. One is the spinoff of Good Wife with all the characters except the original two stars. And then you've got a new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery. And that is the flagship show. But is it worth spending every month for basically one show? Because yep. was it five ninety nine a month with commercials, limited commercials, nine ninety nine a month without commercials? Say you put up with the limited commercials, five ninety nine a month for years. Per year, it's, what, $72 a month minus a few cents. $72 a month for one show? A year, a year. It's crazy. I mean, that's exact. I I have made that exact calculation because, yeah, I wanted to see the new Star Trek show. And once I realized that the only way to do that was to pay, you know, $6 a month or $72 a year, I said, no, I guess I won't watch it. I even have that argument with Showtime or HBO, because there may be only one show I want to watch. Why do I want to spend $15 a month or $10 a month to see Ray Donovan? Somewhere along the line, it's going to turn up somewhere else. 
and I'll be able to see it. Or I won't see it. Who cares? My life is not going to end if I don't see Ray Donovan or Game of Thrones. It's pretty easy to end up with Netflix and Amazon Prime. You know, Amazon Prime, you may have for other reasons, such as the free shipping. And um, and once you've got that, then you've got, you know, Amazon's huge uh, catalog of content as well as Netflix's huge catalog of content. So, no, I can't watch Star Trek, the new show that's on CBS All Access. But, you know, it's not like there isn't a vast amount of other stuff that I can watch that's all very good. And so this this sort of weird sense that these companies are trying to say that you know they've got this one show that everyone wants to see and that's going to be somehow enough to attract them to subscribe to a whole lot of other stuff that no one wants to see i don't know the 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 math doesn't work out for me i'm simply not willing to spend 72 dollars on star trek there is a basic star trek fandom that i think will buy the show at that price but it's not going to be for the full year what do you do cancel after the season ends Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, they're hoping that you don't. But I mean, this is classic sort of bait and switch marketing. You know, I'm sure they're going to get lots of people to do it. I hope they don't get enough because I think it's a business model that should go away. You know, this is it's one of those situations where it's just annoying to have lots of effort being put into things which are then one network has only one interesting show, but you have to subscribe to the whole damn network just to get that one show. Now, Disney is going to do it too, but they'll have more shows. Supposedly, they're going to remove their content from Netflix, I guess, and therefore they'll have more shows. Even then, do you want to pay for four or five shows, what, seven to ten dollars a month? I still don't see the economic advantage there. And I think that's where the industry is going to have to regulate itself because they'll realize there is no economic model for that beyond the basic services, maybe Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, Netflix, and not much else. Well, Vudu yeah. is like kind of like iTunes for people who don't have iTunes. It gives you rentals and you can buy digital movies there. That's owned by Walmart. Animinx, where do we find more of your stuff? You can go to tidbits.com, which I certainly hope by the next time I talk to you, the site will be even completely redesigned. We're in the process of that right now. And then for Apple consultants and resellers and other professionals who are looking for their own content to republish, we have the Tidbits Content Network at tcn.tidbits.com. Adam Inks, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hawaii was a wake-up call. Don't be caught without a disaster shelter. Atlas makes an all-disaster shelter that will protect your family from fallout, tornadoes, and hurricanes for only $99.99. That also includes the NBC air filtration system, solid steel construction with an airtight bulletproof door. That's right. For $99.99 and up, call 1-855-4-BUNKER or go to IWantThatShelter.com. Atlas Survival Shelters, the world leader in fallout shelters.
It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So Johnny Evans 
the Appleholic from Computer World, amongst other things, tells me that he's being haunted by his new heating system at his home. So how are you being haunted, sir? It, it makes a terrible racket. I mean, this, this sort of technology, it just makes a noise. I, I don't like noise, but I do like heat. Well, you, maybe they should learn a few tricks from Apple, how to design fans that don't make any noise. In London this summer, it's been a bit beyond fans that don't make noise. It's more like a heat, central heating systems to stave off the ice, as I think has been a problem on quite a lot of the east coast of America, too. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm, I'm in Arizona, because I don't have to put up with that. This is good. In the desert? Yeah, in the desert, but we don't have scorpions. Last place we lived in, my wife found a scorpion and freaked and we called the exterminator and he came over some like some kind of robotic creature in a bbc show and he kept saying exterminate no he didn't do that mm. he didn't do that okay wanted to cover a couple of things you're doing for computer world here which cover into the apple universe and one here okay this is something a story was written about this and therefore you know it's probably a little bit crazy here that maybe kids are becoming addicted to their <laughs> iPhones instead of drugs, instead of alcohol. It's their iPhones. We have to take them to iPhone Anonymous or something? I think so. I think we'll just have to, we're all going to have to just accept that our addiction is bigger than we are. Sit around in groups, try and help each other through it. Remind each other again what reality is really about. Then having looked at it, glimpsed, at the grayness, <laughs> run, retreat straight back to our phones and hopefully find something which amuses us on social media. <laughs> yeah, we are addicted to our phones. So you see it. You see it everywhere, don't you? If you get the your, your public transport, everybody's on their phones. People walk up and down the street increasingly these days staring into their phones. We are really um, voracious consumers of this electronic media. Now, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that that's an entirely bad thing. But it is an interesting thing, and it is a, a real sort of uh, social change. And the fact that it's happened in such a short time, I mean, think back to when the iPod sort of hit, hit the world in 2001, or if you like, even the Walkman in the uh, 80s. And you can remember people running around with earphones in, 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 in their heads. Um, that was an addiction too. And somehow smartphones have successfully been able to bounce with that and, and become a, a, an almost compulsive element of our lives. I read somewhere, I think people touch them two and a half thousand times a day. Um, you know, a little touch here, a little touch there. It's, a, it's certainly an interesting social movement. And I do think it's something that we will have to accept reflects other profound changes in the way we're going to live tomorrow. Now, the problem here is your wife complains that you don't touch her two and a half thousand times a day. Well, to be fair, I think if I touched my wife two and a half thousand times a day, I probably wouldn't have a wife that long. <laughs> I think I think most most people kind of like to be touched a little bit less, but a little bit more meaningfully. And that's the great thing about the phones. We can touch them as meaninglessly as we like. Well, you know, it's gotten to a point now where I travel around town here and almost everywhere I go, I see people in the street. It's like big rows of them walking. That's all they're doing, looking at their smartphones. And I'll give you an example of how it's become crazy. 
On our other show, The Paracast, we talk about things like UFOs. And they've been in the news lately. The New York Times did a story about a formerly secret Pentagon UFO study. So some people will write back, say, hey, what's going on here? We have all these great cameras on our smartphones. And to be fair, Samsung makes some really good cameras with their smartphones. In addition to Apple, we have all these great cameras, hundreds of millions of people. And we don't see great photographs of UFOs flying about. Does that mean there are no UFOs? No, it means that people are looking down at their smartphones. And if something (laughs) flew overhead, if E.T. flew overhead and said, found home or anything or evil aliens saying exterminate or something, whatever happens, if they're flying overhead, you will not see them because you're looking down at your smartphone. We're looking the wrong way. We should be looking up to the skies, but we're looking down, down, down to the pits. (laughs) (laughs) i can say that about some smartphones but you know we don't want to do that we don't want to do that okay i think the argument here is that kids might be becoming addicted their smartphones and that parents need to exert better controls what's going on there i vacillate on that part of me thinks yes perhaps there should be more control and another part of me thinks well actually should there be because we already know that this is kind of I mean, unless everybody stops doing it tomorrow, this is going to be part of tomorrow, right? And as computing changes, as the interface with our computer changes and disappears into the background, we're going to be spending more time connected to these devices. We're not necessarily going to be staring at them anymore. You know, voice, um, uh, motion, uh, emotion sensing from face systems. Um, There's lots of different ways that these things will develop. Now, part of me looks at that kind of future and I can't help but think that I think that could be quite a scary future, quite a dystopian place. At the same time, children, our children, will be actively engaged in that future. So are they learning survival skills? Are the, are, are, are the, way that this, the ways that this is transforming, uh, if you like, social discourse? Is, is that something that we should look at more meaningfully? And rather than trying to recreate a past which we've already idealized try to figure out how to engage with the present and create a better future i i, I don't know I, I, it's it's um it's too easy to ban isn't it it's much easier usually to try to um mold things together in a positive way can we do it positively though is it true that when people have meals together even with their most significant others uh, <laughs> they, if, they, if they've got smartphones with them they're going to enjoy it less than if they don't because part of their mind is always occupied in what their smartphone's doing i saw a, a, a professorial research paper which claimed just that and it was very convincing too um whether it's good or ill the one thing i think we everybody can agree on is that there is a change in the way that we engage with each other as a result of these things. Well, this may be the big argument. Do we lose our ability to interact with others because all we're doing is sending texts? I mean, it reaches a point now where what people send with text can become news stories. Like we have this situation in the U.S. where a couple of FBI agents were having a relationship, but they dared to mention the political campaign, and suddenly every one of their texts has become public. They're just chatting, but suddenly it becomes a big conspiracy against America's FBI. And you, if what would happen if Johnny Evans' texts to his wife or anyone were all revealed, people just idle chatting on their telephones, if that became fodder for cable news? 
it would be shameful. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be so embarrassed. People would realize how meaningless my text messages actually are. Or they find a single word in there yeah, and create yeah. a great overriding, all-consuming conspiracy from idle chatter in a text. But again, the argument here is there's a TV show in America called Blue Bloods. Don't know if you ever heard it about a family no, of police. Yeah. yeah. Okay, about a family of police officers headed by, you know, some pretty nice actors there. And in Blue Bloods, you have the grandfather and the great-grandfather and the fathers and the son and the daughter. And the one scene about that show is interesting because it's kind of old-fashioned, is that at the end of the episode, they're sitting... In the family home, where the grandfather lives and the father, and they sit there, and they're Catholics, and they say a blessing, and they have dinner, and they talk. They just talk. They just mm-hmm. share time together, having a family dinner. Where has that gone? We've got more to come. Johnny Evans, Appleholic for Computer World. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest-priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So obviously the Blue Bloods TV show with Tom Selleck and others, it's fantasy. It's a fantasy show. But have we lost anything that we really don't have time for that family dinner that maybe I had when I was a kid. Today we have dinner in front of the TV set, the wife and I, and we're watching TV. We used to have family dinners sitting around fires in groups of, and tribes, didn't we? So things change. Are they necessarily lost? I mean, if we believe in humans, then that derive for that kind of, I hate to say it, but human intercourse is going to continue. We're always going to have that desire, if we are truly a, a sort of tribal animal, we'll find our way back there if that's what we need it to be. Perhaps we're just sort of completely engaged in the new at the same time as worrying about these trends. We've also got to recognise that um, uh, these technologies are only a few years old. And while the changes that they've implemented have been quite profound in, in some ways, will they last a century? Will they last 50 years? Will they really last a generation? I, I, I don't know. I mean, when the electricity <laughs> runs out, will we have these things at all? It, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's funny, isn't it? We do have this tendency, I think, as humans to look at, to idealise some kind of perfect future past um, and compare the perfect future present with that past. And, and, and we, we look and say, well, the grass was greener there or the grass was greener there. Again, I think rather than being fearful of change, we need to embrace it. 
But I definitely think we also need to be very, very watchful of some of the impacts of change. I mean, you know, I talk about this stuff a lot, things like privacy and security um, and how it annoys me that those things are becoming almost like uh, luxury items when I think they should be pretty much basic foundation blocks. Whatever the societal risks of the occasional person going mad and doing bad things, the risks of almost complete oversight of what a population thinks are much higher. So, you know, there's there's elements around surveillance and control which aren't, I think, properly considered. These addictive technologies are incredibly powerful, and I don't think we necessarily understand the full power of these things yet. If you have 20 million people obsessively tapping at their phones, doing sort of like a, a psychological experiments on Facebook, uh, following ads on Google, um, all this data is then collected, gathered together, and sort of, you know, mashed together by analytic systems, and they can pick up some very accurate pictures of, of humans and human behavior. That's part of what the whole Cambridge Analytica thing was all about, you know, it is all about. Um, so, you know, I think Rather than worrying about the things we see, we should think perhaps a little bit more deeply about things we're not seeing about how this works. And and, and those those points, I think, are, are, are more challenging. So our children will live in a, a place which, if we're not careful, our children from when they're very young, the way they think, how they learn, their favorite colors, their individual preferences, likes and dislikes will be in some way logged and watched by groups which are unaccountable, not governments, advertising companies. Who, who will basically, from the cradle to the grave, have a deep insight into the way our children work. And I think that's a much more bigger concern than whether, you know, little Marvin's being nice at the dinner table, because in my experience, the last thing you want at a dinner table is teenagers in a bad mood anyway. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, it brings back <laughs> to mind the original Macintosh commercial, 1984, mm. based on yeah. the 1984 concept of Big Brother. So is Google Big Brother? Is Amazon Alexa Big Sister? We can talk about HomePod if you like there. I, I, I do think we could mention, you know, for example, you look at the privacy model that Alexa and, and Google have with uh, our Google Home and uh, the Amazon products, which temporarily escaped me because I'm old. And, um, and then we can look at Apple's approach, which is to anonymize the Siri-based vo- vocal interrogations, and oh no, please don't start Siri. And um, that's Siri going off in the corner, and, and to sort of only keep them for a limited amount of time in a work form which is anonymized and separated from a person's account. While Google, I think, hold them online for ages, and Amazon are the same. You can sort of access what they have on you from both, but it's not easy. The fact that it's already there and already linked up to you is, uh, I think, a bigger worry. And so if you, in terms of how seriously those three protagonists take people's privacy from day one, quite clearly Apple's the winner and the other two ain't. Well, you see, they criticize Siri for not being as good as the others. And I don't know about that. I don't know if Siri is better or worse because I haven't done the direct comparison. But the key here is that Siri is not watching you and reporting it back to the uh, home servers to sell you to advertisers. And even if Siri is a little bit, shall we say, less efficient, we have to decide what we're willing to give up. Mm, And, and, you know, I, I question really some of the reports claiming that Siri is less efficient. You know, anecdotally, everybody's got a funny Siri story and everybody's got a funny Alexa story comes about it. But, well, maybe not everybody, but there's funny stories about both going around, right? But I came across a relatively useful bit of qualitative research a couple of months ago. I wrote about it somewhere, uh, which basically 
in their analysis, the one thing they did find that Siri was weaker than Alexa at was some of the music-based commands. And obviously what's happened in the last week, and we haven't really had a chance to kick it around, have we, with the announcement of with the arrival of HomePod, is that Siri's music-related functions have been improved. You know, beyond that, I cannot say because I've not been able to test them in anything other than an anecdotal basis. Maybe, just maybe, some of the differences between those the voice assistants are kind of <laughs> based on ultimate verbosity from an unfriendly press um, or maybe not. We, we, we don't know uh, for sure, but that report certainly implied that the differences are more slight than we're led to believe. You tell me. Hey, Siri, <laughs> can I trust you? Didn't even respond verbally. Even Just said, who, me? Well, that's an evasion, if ever. I think we have to look a bit more deeply into what Siri's doing with that data. I know what we've been told, but is that what's happening? Mm. <laughs> It's only half funny. I mean, it's that sort. Of, it, it, it is. We, I mean, we are talking about technologies which are both engaging and deeply powerful, with a potentially profound impact on almost every aspect of human experience. So, I think perhaps a little bit of suspicion and critical thinking is probably a really good thing to do when we're talking about stuff like that. After all, we want these technologies to benefit the world, not sort of, you know disable critical thought or, um, um, or, or, or or the capacity for democratic dialogue. Then, of course, you, you find yourself running into the current furore, which may or may not be true, because what do we know, um, claiming that this agent or that agent has used social media to undermine this or that election. Now, we know, don't we, because we've read books, that um, governments across the planet have been interfering in each other's elections for about 3,000 years. Um, so that's not new. Uh, what is new is using social media to do so. Um, that's an interesting thing. But again, if humans are capable of critical thought and are encouraged to engage in critical thought, then the effectiveness of such kind of mass control technique will be that much minimised, won't it, surely? So I think we have to just um, try to encourage people to think critically about things. Critically doesn't mean being mean. Critically just means thinking. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, There are people, aren't there, out there who sort of see criticism as an excuse to just slag things off. That's not necessarily criticism. That's just sort of, you know, kind of being abusive. Criticism is about really thinking about stuff and trying to get at depth with what the significance of whether it's a technology or a book or a TV show actually is, um, rather than sort of just blindly accepting it or, or, or doing what someone else says you should do. <laughs> um, um, you know, uh, speak for yourself, innit? You know? Do you see where I'm going? I mean, that's always been what Apple's been at root about, isn't it? From day one, when uh, computers were bicycles to uh, expand your mind, um, the idea that these tools were creative tools, that creative people did, could do creative stuff, that does also rather involve people being capable of freeing their mind to the extent that they can actually start to actively engage with those tools rather than be blindly subservient to them. I think, but then I'm, I'm no expert, but that's what I think. I also think I've just made a very long sentence, and I'd really like you to interrupt now, Gene. <laughs> okay, let's just completely travel to another part of the world. Sure. Las Vegas, CES yeah. 2018. Now, yeah. I have looked at the announcements, and most of them were, as usual, with a CES, a meaningless gadget that sounds kind of flashy, and I can't remember what it was three seconds after I read about it. They used to have that silly thing 
about certain types of food where you eat the food and you forget you've eaten mm, a few mm. hours later. And we don't want to get to a specific cuisine there because I really don't want to do that. But looking at different things that people might remember, you did an article not so very long ago. Yes, just days ago, about Apple's CarPlay wins friends and frenemies. Whoa, (laughs) sounds like the attack of the killer frenemies. I understand it's going to be released on Netflix next year. I'm joking. We're going to have Johnny Evans back. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So I have been exposed ever so briefly to CarPlay on a car. And there are more and more cars. In fact, you may reach a point where you will find it hard not to buy a recent car or a new car without CarPlay. But at the same time, what a lot of the automakers are doing is they're offering Android Auto so as not Mm -hmm. to upset potential customers. Yep. So tell us what's new and or different about CarPlay. Why did it win friends and frenemies? (laughs) Well, CarPlay is attracting more support from automakers 
It's uh, pulling in Hyundai and Toyota and Mitsubishi. There's always been a long list, but some of the holdouts are coming in too. One of the things which kind of upset me with regard to announcements at CES around car audio generally was the announcement, was it BMW or, no, or was it Mercedes-Benz? Please help me. I can't remember this. I think it's Mercedes-Benz who decided to, they would uh, allow you to use a CarPlay system in their car, but they were going to charge you 60 70 $80 a year for the luxury of doing so. I saw that as absolute price gouging. How dare they? How dare they charge someone who's just bought a new car for tens of thousands of dollars, an additional $80 a year just to use your favorite phone with the system? Isn't that? I just think that's really But I did check just to see which car maker is pulling this stunt. It's BMW, not Mercedes, okay? So if I had $75,000 to buy a BMW, and I don't, I am not going to want to give them $80 a year to use CarPlay in my car. For that reason alone, I might choose an Audi or a Mercedes-Benz or something else. If I have the money, we can always dream. I thought it was lowest of the low. And and yes, of course, CES also saw a lot of um, the other thing that was going on at CES this year, as far as I could tell, was uh, returning to spoken word again, aren't we? Here's uh, lots and lots of devices with Alexa or, or Google built in. And I still think about that because, as you rightfully observe, so many of the announcements at CES tend to be objects which look good on the demo floor but don't ever ship or ship months later, or if they do ship, just kind of bomb. This is not universal. Obviously, lots of things must work out or else the show wouldn't still be going on. You see a lot of sort of we're trying to get ahead in terms of trying to build a profile here. We're trying to invent a product category that people will be really excited about. And then they sort of don't have the power to deliver it. But this year, we saw lots of people trying to put Amazon inside their products. I thought that was strange because Amazon's a retailer, right? So why does it need them to do it? It can make that itself. I think that the companies doing that maybe being a little bit short-sighted and may need to sort of think a little bit more deeply about where they're going to get their voice technology assistance from than simply to put the world's biggest retailer in their tank. It seems strange to me that so many people look to Apple and fear its corporate clout, and yet they're quite happy to make their systems suddenly subservient to the world's biggest retailer. Do they not see that the fear of one should be the same as the other. I, it's all very interesting, but at some level, it shows how technology has advanced to such levels of sophistication that the entire consumer electronics industry now is having real difficulty keeping pace. Well, um, you also see, for example, something like Amazon and also Google and mm. Roku, as a matter of fact, putting themselves into TV sets. And the reason they do that is because the TV set makers have no clue how to design interfaces for smart TVs. They don't know how to do it, so they license technology. Now, Roku, I have no problem with. I think Roku is a good company, and they make a good product. In fact, I would probably recommend it way above Apple TV, unless you're invested in the Apple ecosystem. Mm -hmm. I have a TV set here with Google Chromecast in it. And when you set up the TV, there are all sorts of agreements you make as to whether or not they can track what you watch. And you can say no, by the way leave me the heck alone. I mean, they don't have that checkbox. No, leave me the heck alone. It is no. And Hmm. if you don't accept it, you'll still be able to watch your shows. You'll still be able to watch Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime Video. But I, I wonder if I'm watching Man in the High Castle, is Amazon collecting merchandise they can sell me? (laughs) I find it very hard to to find a no to that. (laughs) 
I mean, we know that they collect stuff. They don't necessarily collect that much information. But the other thing, you mentioned all the permissions you have to work through when you're dealing with a Chromecast. Now, I've, I've not dealt with a TV that uses Chromecast, so you ha- I'm, I'm in a position of ignorance here. So I'll ask, how obvious was it that you could answer no? Okay, well, here's the story our listeners know. Vizio sent me a TV set with the only proviso. Review it. We'll give you the set. Just review it. Tell us what you think. If you hate the set, it doesn't matter. They send it to you on that condition. Seems a very small condition because it doesn't sacrifice my editorial integrity. Hmm. When you turn on the set for the first time, or if you do a reset, it'll do the same thing. You go through a setup assistant where you make some basic choices about what picture profile to use and all that. You set up your Wi-Fi network. It connects to your Wi-Fi network. You also get these terms and conditions about whether they can collect data about you. And Vizio got dinged by the media sometime back when it was revealed. They were doing that. And I assume all TV makers with smart TVs will do that if you don't say no. Here you get a very clearly labeled long, big lettering because you're watching a 4K TV, a big 4K TV. And you could sit there and read what they're asking you to agree to. And if you say no, they will not track you anymore. Simple as that. Hmm. Well, that's promising. I mean, Roku, uh, I, I like, they, they are like, there's, there's something like 37% of streaming media players. They're in lots and lots of TVs because the people are prepared to work with Roku because right? they're not Apple, Google, or Amazon. There's an opportunity for Apple here, though, isn't there? I can imagine now an Apple TV, if they ever do, um, if Apple ever do decide to make a television, we can sort of begin to imagine what it might be like, right? Once they get to uh, room-based wireless charging and once you get to sort of an apple tv system running the tv app you can imagine just the sheet of glass you put on any wall no other cables required it's all built in i think that would be quite a successful product and you know i think i think the victory in the smart television market will ultimately go to the person who can lose all the cables can you imagine that no cables at all brilliant (laughs) apple looks like it's going in that direction if you can recharge your smartphone without a cable using the sort of energis why not recharge your Mac or anything else you want? They've always wanted to not have cables, and, and I, I quite like that idea. Right now, I'm looking at the Vizio. It's a typical yeah. smart TV. So I have three HDMI cables connected to the cable box. To the Apple TV, although I haven't used it in a long time since setting up this TV because I just watch Netflix and yeah. Amazon. That's all I watch in terms of streaming media. If I want, I could watch Hulu, which is owned by Walmart, and you could rent movies from there so of course i have that set up i have one set to the blu-ray player so that's the cables there's another one the optical cable goes to the soundbar another cable of course is the power plug so what do we have there we have power plug and four other cables now that's not bad that's not really that bad it only took me like you know five minutes to hook them all up it's the dust <laughs> it's the space it's the cables crawling ectoplasmically across the walls and the ceilings and the floors i, I can't stand them i hate cables <laughs> i think they're inelegant clunky and then you've got the power bricks i hate them more <laughs> or is that just me it might just be me i think a lot of people would really like a, a television system that didn't require any cables at all unless they really wanted them um, well you know you it's know, not so much the tv set because most of those components don't require power bricks just straight mm. plugs to the wall socket or to your power strip that's not the problem and the problem is my mac 
is you have to look at the wiring mess I have here. And we can talk about that endlessly. But obviously, I have two external drives. I have cables to the two printers. I have a cable going to the Wi-Fi router because I'm using direct wired. I have a cable going to my outboard mic mixer. Not to mention the cable from the mic to the mixer. So you have to think about that. And then I also have an Apple DVD drive, a super drive with another cable. Hell well. We, before we get... But you're not trying to put your Mac on your wall to use as a family entertainment system. And when you go around to people's houses, they've got these wonderful televisions on those wonderful, wonderful sort of like um, uh, those moving arms on the wall. So let's pick that up our next segment. <laughs> we got to pick it up our next segment. More to come with Johnny Evans on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. Hello, my name is Marjorie Wildcraft. I'm the founder of The Grow Network, which is an online community of people who produce their own food and medicine. We are really into backyard self-reliance. If you want this lifestyle, I suggest your first step be to learn some basic home medicine. Just the other day, my 18-year-old son came to me and said, Mama, I got a sore throat. Can you fix me up? And I said, Sure, Ryan. And in about 24 hours, he was better. 
The best home medicine for you to start out with is garlic. It's an amazing natural antibiotic, and I can show you how to use garlic to handle ear infections, sore throats, colds, and flus. As a way for you to get to know a little bit more about me and the Grow Network, I've written up an easy introduction on how to use garlic. It's at gcnwellness.com. Now, the station manager told me that I needed to say the URL at least twice, even though it feels kind of weird. But if you're interested in backyard self-reliance, you are one of us. Go to www.gcnwellness.com and let's connect up. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. I have never thought about putting a Mac on the wall. Well, you wouldn't. It's a professional machine. I mean, we don't all need trucks, but no one wants to put a truck on the wall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Speak to yourself. I, even my TV, I know you can put a TV set on the wall, but I'm living in an apartment and they're not going to like me damaging the walls. They'll come back and say, well, it costs $50 to fix that, so we'll charge you 300 when you yeah. leave because they do that. They take your security deposit and they find ways to keep it and then send you a bill for more yeah so you can't do that where we live and it's just as easy to me as sticking on a stand and and watch the set it's you know it's, it's not a big thing i mean if i had a really like an elaborate estate you know like like the appleholic estate in london you know yeah, if it was anything as big as your home where you've got you know uh you know 120,000 square feet or something and that's just the yeah. bedroom then maybe it would make sense but not here the tax authorities in the UK are now listening to the show wondering, what is this guy Johnny Evans doing? <laughs> the tax authorities in the UK don't need to listen to this show. They can check my bank account. It fills them with laughter. <laughs> 120,000 square feet of nothing, Gene. It would be a wonderful thing. But I, I, I have perhaps rather less than that. And it's full of cables. And I hate them. I hate cables. I want them all gone. <laughs> if everything we use is indeed going to be an appliance, and as the technology becomes more and more sophisticated, I think that is more likely to happen than right to repair laws, really. If we are going to have to use appliances, then let's make them elegant and get rid of the wires. Again, I don't want to put a truck on my wall. I expect a Mac system to require to be sort of augmented with hundreds of devices, perhaps. But I don't really necessarily want that from my TV set or my stereo system. Or I just want things to be easy to use and work well. I'm sure that's not a crime. Lovely aesthetic there. People think, well, this guy, you know, he's just wasting his money. But no, no, it's just uh, stuff. Like my computer table is 25 years old. The same computer table I had in the early 90s, same computer table. Wow. Can you believe that? Let's get into other things here. 
Because there's always with Apple so many things to talk about. No cables. Carry on, Gene. All right. Well, okay. So we're going to have a campaign here. We're going to run the Tech Night Owl and the Apple Holic to eliminate, exterminate cables. Exterminate them. It's time the consumer electronics industry woke up and realized it's not the 80s anymore. We don't need all these wires. Get rid of them. Move on. Cable free. A happy universe of, of, of wirelessly connected ambient computing where the computer disappears into the background and everything is available a lovely wonderful world in which everybody can be completely unemployed through the basic through, through the impact of automation <laughs> and know that if they could only afford it they could have anything they want in the sky or something <laughs> it's uh, um you know where, where cloud services meet grinding poverty we'll see how it goes <laughs> get rid of the cables though all right Another headline from the Apple Holic. And by the way, you know, every so often he gets so involved being an Apple Holic, he has to go and attend the monthly meetings of Apple Holics Anonymous, yeah. right? Yeah. It's bigger than I am. <laughs> Life after iTunes, Apple's big media challenge. And we're talking about the fact here that Apple is going to be producing original TV content. They hired mm. executives from Sony Entertainment. And they're supposedly, and they haven't made an official announcement here, which is interesting here. They have not made an official announcement saying, we're doing this. We're just reading all these reports that they made a deal with Steven Spielberg to bring back amazing stories, an anthology TV show from the 80s, mm -hmm. a TV show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. I don't know who really cares about that one, but, you know, that's my opinion. A sci-fi show from Ronald D. Moore, who did Battlestar Galactica and also worked on Star Trek Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space Nine, right? I mean, we're talking about really, really heavy-duty people here Yeah, that Apple is reportedly, because again, they've confirmed nothing, doing mm -hmm. that. So here, this article here, Life After iTunes. So is this where we do it? But even then, if Apple brings out only, you know, four or five shows... How do you start a business on four or five shows? <laughs> Have you looked at Netflix and the sheer forest of original content that comes out of them, or indeed Amazon? So Netflix is spending like $7 billion. Netflix yeah. doesn't just offer, you know, the last season of House of Cards without Kevin Spacey, hmm. <laughs> with Robin Wright, I guess, running the entire show because she directed half the episodes last season. She's become a very, very competent director. And, you know, watching Stranger Things, for example, or Travelers with Eric McCormick when he's not doing Will and Grace. I mean, there are a lot of really good shows on on Netflix, but you've got, you know, a couple of dozen of them. Plus, you've got all this other content. You've got, you know, uh, seasons of older TV shows and stuff like that. You can spend hours watching Netflix, but five yeah. shows? Yeah. Well, those are the ones we think we know about. But they're clearly looking for a hit. And, you know, you can spend millions creating shows that no one wants to see. But for this to work among those shows, they're going to have to produce a hit. Now, they're investing quite clearly by what we think we know in, 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 in names that are likely, perhaps, to create a mass market visual hit. But they need hits. It's just like the record business used to be. It's, it's, it's just like publishing you need somehow to capture people's public imagination. 
by creating shows they really want to watch. Game of Thrones is a, a good case in point. Love it or hate it, everyone's heard of it. Um, and so for their, for their content strategy to, con- to succeed, assuming they're going to stick it behind a firewall, which we don't know, assuming they don't do it as an Apple-only rental, which we don't know, and assuming they're not going to play nice but make it available through other streaming services, which we also don't know, um, they, they're going to need to make sure that within their Apple universe, so that's a kind of limited subset, um, um, that people really, really, really like the shows. So I heard, I think they're investing $4 billion this year um, in, in trying to put this together, I think, you know. Um, I heard $1 billion, but I'll grant that you may have more up-to-date information in the price. You know, $4 billion for Apple is like Roku spending a dollar and a half, and it's like Netflix yeah. spending 500000 what we have to hope for, I mean, I'm all for creating great content. Of course I am, and I'm, I'm sure you are. I'm sure we both agree that uh, the larger the need for people to create, create great content, the better, um, because it means there's more opportunity for creative people to make a living, and we all want that, and we all want the whole world to be full of creative people because it would be a happier world that way, but maybe. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, we don't want them to spend their money one billion, one million, four billion, whatever it is. The money doesn't really matter. What does matter is that they have the elegance and finesse to both identify a hit, promote and create a hit, and not sort of, you know, some of the best entertainment is edgy, isn't it? It's a little bit exciting. It's a little bit challenging. It makes you think. Um, it, it perhaps exposes you to things you wouldn't ordinarily ever dream of, of being exposed to, but somehow it, 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 it doesn't, you know, it doesn't defend you beyond the pale for that. It, it kind of enhances your existence, and that's why you like it. We have a couple oh, more segments with Johnny Evans. Sorry, Gene, I go on. We have a couple more segments with Johnny Evans, the Appleholic on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. Call the Federal Tax Management Helpline that has been set up for you, 800-503-8625. Stop the wage garnishments, levies, and tax liens now. Once you've qualified and enrolled, the IRS will stop all the collection activities against you. These unique programs have been allocated to help the economy and significantly reduce 
reduce or eliminate your tax burden. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. If you owe more than $10,000 in taxes, call for free information and to see if you qualify. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-503-8625. That's 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. People search the internet for everything, including you. With a few clicks, information from your past can be quickly discovered, from business deals gone wrong to misleading reviews, negative articles, and unflattering images. Studies show 78% of people search for someone online before doing business with them. Will they find the real you? With ReputationDefender.com, you can establish a positive internet presence. ReputationDefender.com pioneered the field with over a decade of experience, serving thousands of successful individuals and businesses. We use patented, award-winning systems to boost positive content and suppress negative material. Don't let the internet define you. Take control of your reputation today with ReputationDefender.com. For your quick, free reputation analysis, call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771, 800-831-0771, or visit reputationdefender.com. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Johnny Evans. We're talking about Apple's initiative into creating original TV programming about having to have a hit. And the thing I worry about here, if Apple were to do a streaming service, which I don't think that's their game plan here in terms of distributing this, but you have a situation like CBS All Access. CBS All Access has all the CBS content that you can watch on broadcast TV, but delayed. And then they give you some original shows. They have a Spinoff for The Good Wife that I hear very little about. That's the one without Juliana Margulies and Chris Noth. Okay. Never watched it. Yeah. Never watched the... Okay. Well, the original show was absolutely terrific. The spinoff, I have no idea. I have no interest. They have Star Trek Discovery, which is an edgier Star Trek show. And they even use, I guess, explicit language that we can't use on commercial radio. Regardless... The price, I think, is five ninety nine with commercials, nine ninety nine without commercials. Would you pay a minimum of six dollars a month, seventy two dollars a year, 
to watch one new Star Trek show? Is that worth it just for one show? How do you build a host service? I understand what they think they're doing. They figure people get addicted to that and they'll have more original programming. But I just don't see the economic model because right now there are too many really, really terrific TV shows out there. Mm. Amazon, Mm. Netflix, CBS All Access, Hulu has some stuff. Plus, broadcast TV has never, ever been better. You have Oscar nominees and Oscar winners directing movie directors, directing TV shows or coming out with a series. I mean, you look at these names and you look at their credits and you're seeing all this great, wonderful content on regular basic cable, you know, USA Network and TNT. Now, really, really good shows. Obviously, BBC America with Doctor Who, who is now a woman. You know, she had surgery, I guess. So the point is here that we have all this great content and everybody wants to get into the business. Disney wants to bring out a streaming service. Mm-hmm. There are only so many hours a day people have to watch TV. It's got to reach a critical mass if it hasn't already. So what happens then? I mean, this is where it's going. Think about it. What happens when all these deep-pocketed corporations... I mean, at the moment, they're all scattering at the wall and trying to build a market share, right? So we'll have the moment of expansion when there's everything is available, followed by the moment of contraction as some fail and some takeovers happen and, you know, some companies disappear into other companies. It always works like this. We've seen it before. Um, and somewhere down the line, the motivation for these corporations to create this forest of wonderful content will reduce, won't it? And when it does because they're not arguing for market share anymore, they've got dominance in some way, like Trump hotels, they'll be, um, they'll, they'll be, they, they just will have no interest then in competing on content, and they'll pull the plug on original content creation, uh, there'll be fewer shows, and the irony is that we'll look around in maybe 10 years' time, maybe five years' time, who knows how long these things will take, um, and find actually there's, there's less content than we've ever had before. And we're watching repeat from streaming shows from the early 2014s. The motivation has to be to always try to make sure that we keep the people who provide this entertainment engaged with the idea of providing us the stuff that we need and want to see. Um, I think one of the challenges for any content providing corporation is uh, take Apple. I mean, can they put sex in their shows? Can they put the challenging and engaging stuff that makes great adult content, you know, not in the sense of adult content, but, you know, adult-focused content in, into their shows? Or will they sort of do like an iTunes and App Store model on it where they sort of take anything which is challenging out? Um, and, and that, I think, is, is for me at least when it comes to Apple's adventures in television programming, um, the, the, their, their, their tendency towards censorship is, I think, the, their biggest Achilles heel far more than anything else. Um, you can acquire knowledge, you can acquire experts, um, but will they be able to deliver truly engaging, spiky shows that people just get so hooked on? You call Jury's these out. star vehicles, you know. You mm. don't have that much in the movies anymore, but you would hire a star, somebody's a really big movie star, and you build a movie around them, figuring they'll get good box office, which you don't really anymore. Because right mm. now, some of the highest box office achievers do not have big stars. You know, you think about this for a moment. Look at Wonder Woman, which made, what, $800, 900000000 million, okay? And you have the star, 
is Gal Gadot, who is not an A-list actress, although she probably is now after this movie, as Wonder Woman. You have Chris Pine, who played Captain Kirk in the Star Trek reboots. And you have other people whom you've heard of, but not the so-called A-list movie star. And it made a lot of money because it was just a great film. And the performers were great. So it's not always, as I said, the star anymore. So just because Steven Spielberg makes a deal with Apple, which would seem logical because he makes lots of hits, but he doesn't have that kind of hit anymore, really, that we think about. You know, he has really good films, but they don't do the box office success they used to. Is this going to guarantee success for Apple? Does Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston bring big box office success with a rom-com? And the answer is no. They'll do decently. The movies will probably make a profit. But for a TV show? So I wonder about this. You know, whether you have this kind of casting, whether it's going to work. Some of the best shows you see on Netflix, you never heard of those people. Certainly House of Cards, you heard of Robin Wright and Kevin Spacey. Of course, now no one wants to hear about Kevin Spacey anymore. Mm. Kevin who? But most of the people who did those shows that we like so much, all the great superhero shows, Luke Cage, the Daredevil show, all this, Stranger Things. You never heard of most of those people. I mean, some people you can see they did do movies and maybe successful, but they're not A-list stars at all. But it's A-list content, isn't it? It's A-list shows. It's actually what's in the programming that makes it good. It's 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 a sort of like it's that beautiful combination, isn't it? It's not just if it's if you're an artist, it's not just what kind of canvas you use or the picture you make or what kind of inks you use or what mood your mother was in that morning when you got up or how you felt about your life that afternoon when you had tea or all the other things which go into any kind of work of art or and you know cinematography and film and television is also art uh, it, it's it's all of those things and how they combine and i think that's what's so magical about that kind of secret source because a, a lot of it is a uh, are intangibles that we cannot predict um um that you sort of just do not know until they all kind of come together um i think i think that you know, I'm sure you could probably throw some data analytics at any piece of art and figure out exactly why it works. But uh, even then, I'm not entirely sure yet that the robots are in a position where they can create that kind of work. Perhaps they will be one day. Um, but when it comes to Apple's adventures in programming, yes, they're investing in names which may deliver those results. I wonder yeah. about this. Oh, by the way, I mentioned Stranger Things. Winona Ryder is right. in it. But, I mean, she's hasn't headed a a blockbuster movie even though she's won a golden globe all right i think stranger things is great by the way so happy days but <laughs> i like it too i really like the show i think it's great in fact i haven't had a chance to pick up with the second season but you know it's netflix i can watch it anytime i want if we have nothing it's to do we can sit here for six hours and binge <laughs> the thing watched, have you watched it's the end of the world <sighs> i'm not gonna ask okay but here's the key how does apple distribute this thing they're going to produce these shows yeah. Will it come through Apple Music? They'll make it Apple Music and TV to really differentiate themselves from, say, Spotify? Because Spotify is growing faster than Apple Music. You notice that. Uh, Spotify has more than twice as many paid subscribers as Apple Music. Does that, is that the way Apple does it, to do it that way? Do they just offer it on iTunes? Is it offered as a special app on an Apple TV to get you to buy an Apple TV? How does Apple distribute its original programming? 
And that's the question I've raised. Obviously, we can't ask Apple because they won't admit they've done it yet. But at some point in time, probably by this fall, I think, we're going to know what Apple's doing. We'll know more about what anyone's doing. We're trying to speculate with Johnny Evans, the Appleholic. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Are you one of the 70% of Americans that want to own your own business, afraid to leave the security of your current job to pursue your dreams? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current job schedule, creating an extra income for you and your family by joining his crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Sometimes life can be a pain in the neck or back or shoulder. Long distance travel or long hours in front of a computer can take its toll on your body. Why take another pill? Treat your aches and pains with sunshine pillows, microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body heating wraps. Sunshine pillows and wraps are designed better for perfect support where and when you need it, even while driving. Sunshine pillows are designed with your comfort in mind, will not burn you, and will stay balanced on your body to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part, Sunshine Pillows start at just $20. Join hundreds of our happy customers and see why Sunshine Pillows has a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. 
Click sunshine-pillows.com and take the Sunshine Pillow Challenge. That's sunshine-pillows.com. Hawaii was a wake-up call. Don't be caught without a disaster shelter. Atlas makes an all-disaster shelter that will protect your family from fallout, tornadoes, and hurricanes for only $99.99. That also includes the NBC air filtration system, solid steel construction with an airtight bulletproof door. That's right, for $99.99 and up, call 1-855-4-BUNKER or go to IWantThatShelter.com. Atlas Survival Shelters, the world leader in fallout shelters. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So, Johnny Evans, what do you think? How's Apple going to let the public know about this and access these new TV shows? It's easy to imagine, isn't it, that they'll introduce this as a way to maintain and build uh, device sales. You know, if we think about the world and the way it's changing, the way technology is changing, devices are becoming kind of almost less important in some ways. What is important is the devices we use deliver excellent user experiences. I think it's an opportunity for Apple to actually try a different business plan on that basis when it comes to bringing these, these creations to market. Obviously, where they'll begin will be in a sort of closed Apple-only universe where they make it available, uh, probably at no cost or less cost to people who happen to own their products. And they might actually stay with that because that's a tried and tested formula that they enjoy and they manage to make it work. But there is also the opportunity to use those these shows, particularly if they become huge mass market successes, as ambassadors for the brand to sort of bring people to, you know, the Apple TV in this case. I'd like to think that Apple would begin to be brave enough to start engaging in that way with some of its services, particularly given that its target for services income is relatively high, though I think they're exceeding in terms of the results of, of achieving those targets. I can't remember the exact targets, but they're high. They have an opportunity to use to use any content they do create as a calling card, or they have the opportunity to keep it within the system as a way to build uh, and foster even more loyalty from their already loyal 98% satisfied Apple device customers. So what's the most likely thing that Apple will do? I think inevitably they will do what they always do, which is start off by making these things available to a fairly limited demographic of people who use their products. Will they extend it? I hope they do. I think it would be quite a good way to, whatever their future plans, bring some of the competing streaming players into their service by offering their material, but also enabling their competitors to offer their uh, offer Apple's material. I think, you know, in terms of user satisfaction, everybody would be quite happy with that. And I'm sure there's money to be made for all of them within that because they're already figuring out those sort of business plans, right? So it's a watch this space. I don't have a definite vision but I do imagine that in the first instance, it will be Apollonia Universe, yes. I look forward to it, but once again, it's going to be a case of if any of those shows is as great as they hope it'll be, mm. if they have a hit, I'm mm. not going to have the time to watch it. I'm looking at my DVR, and I don't have all the channels. I have something barely above basic cable. The DVR has, what, eight shows right now I haven't seen. Netflix, I haven't watched Stranger Things yet, or the final season of Longmire. And I haven't even thought of what the next show is going to be. I have no time to watch all this stuff. So I'm just thinking here, 
how much time do people have anymore? How much time do you have, Johnny Evans? I got Netflix. I got Apple TV. <laughs> okay, yeah. but you don't have Amazon. Yeah, I got Amazon. Okay, now I don't know how many shows you watch in the UK. Is it partly, or any great extent, American fare, or what? A lot of it's American fare. I, I seem to be watching more American TV than ever at the moment. I've got to a point where I don't even notice. So, you know, it's kind of, yeah, I think so. But it's quite a lot of Australian stuff as well, to be fair, on Amazon, which I, I find from time to time. The Sharana Chronicles, I kind of like that. I like the swords and sorcery stuff. I'm, I'm always going to be a and d player at heart. <laughs> um, yeah, how much time do you have? I have no time. I have some evening time. We like to have our dinner, watch a bit of TV, and then we take the dogs or dog now out. That's our life. <laughs> right. When I get finished with my stuff, like today, we're mm. doing this show on a Friday, the day before it's going to be broadcast, and mm. I will edit the show later today and submit to the network. And then I will relax and I will go and do my stuff. We'll have a light dinner, watch a couple of shows on TV, uh, take Teddy Bear or be Sean out, mm. and then it's nighttime. But then you raise a point, you see, because there's also one of the points, one of the things about all of this is it is all about time. From the sort of user engagement statistics within app apps on, on, on your iPhone to where we began, really, in this conversation, how people are spending so much time, T-I-M-E, uh, glued to their, uh, uh, their smartphones uh, or uh, tablets or other devices to how much time they spend watching television. There's a war for audience attention going on, isn't there? Now, how that's going to be monetized? Well, we know how Google monetizes that and how Amazon monetizes that. And we are not really clear of how Apple plans to monetize that other than selling us devices and services. But user attention your attention, my attention, everybody's listening's attention is, I think, becoming the key target of almost every corporation in the world right now, whether that's like, you know, how long you spend in a McDonald's to how long you spend watching CNN uh, to, I don't know, whether you pay attention to your politicians. Attention is, is critical. We're trying to sort of create new digital tribes. Um, where that goes, I can't quite see. But time is everything and we never have enough of it. So how are we going to spend it? Right. Wants- and we have all these entertainment companies who are busy yeah. as bees trying to carve out segments of our time to yeah. watch what they're doing. It has to reach the critical mass. I think it's pretty well come close because it's only in the last year or two where I've literally found myself with unwatched shows on my list. And I never had that before. You know, obviously what will happen at the end of the day is once the seasons end and the TV seasons in America are much longer than in the UK where they may have like 10 or 13 shows and that's enough for a season here. They'll go up to 23 shows. Once those seasons end and we have summer junk, then (laughs) I will catch up on the shows I didn't see, but I don't have the compelling need anymore to watch the show the next day. You know, I have what the flash from last week where he was arrested and charged with murder I have spoilers. (laughs) No, I'm only telling you what was already in the trailer. I didn't tell you how it turned out. But obviously, if you look at the trailers for two weeks, you'd know how it turned out. I didn't tell you that at all. I didn't tell you what happened to Supergirl when Rain, the villain, threw her onto the street and she was in a coma. That you knew already. Okay, I didn't reveal anything that happened to her or how (laughs) she got out of it because we know she got out of it. Because she had to do that TV miniseries where she plays the wife of the Waco, Texas people, Melissa Benoist. 
So, of course, Supergirl wasn't killed. But you get the point here and what I'm talking about. The fact is here that I have all these shows. I don't feel the compelling need anymore to watch them immediately or the next day. I guess age delivers patience. You're still a young whippersnapper. We all occasionally just switch something on and think, oh, this is great. And just all the way through. I'm trying to remember the last one that that last last show that I came across that happened to. It happens to fairly frequently. I, I definitely have become more of a binge watcher than before. Have you? We'll do like two or three episodes. We did that with Travelers. We did that with The Defenders, with Luke Cage, with House of Cards at first until the darn thing just started becoming tiresome because it was just repeating itself. Johnny Evans, if we want to know more about the things you do and maybe what you don't do, where do we check it out? Follow me on Twitter. I I link to all the places I write for there. Uh, Computer or Zappaholic. My little apple must. And, you know, occasionally I write for other people when they're kind enough to ask me to. You can find me on Twitter, which is all one word, small digits, Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y-E-V-A-N-S underscore C-W. And you'll find me there. And it'll be lovely to see you there. I I try to help people with questions and stuff in that thread and uh, generally just try to be there really because it's kind of fun and i sort of like people so we'll see how it goes find me there it'd be great to hear from you okay you can find us on twitter if you look for tech night Owl, tech night Owl on twitter look for gene steinberg on facebook the fellow with the red plaid shirt if that's the guy you see it's me we have a second radio show about ufos and things that go bump in the night and our guest this week is bryce zabel who's going to tell us about his interest in ufos but bryce zabel look him up in the movie database, he also was the creator, co-creator and producer of Dark Sky's TV show. He was also a screenwriter for Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. So he's a guy who has been very active in the movie industry, a former CNN correspondent. And one heck of a guy really is Bryce Zabel on the Paracast at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. Don't forget Tech Night Out Plus, where you can get a version of the show free of the network ads with better quality audio. So you get the scintillating sounds of one Jonathan Evans. (laughs) How about that? And you will get that and more if you check out plus.technighthow.com. That's plus.technighthow.com. Love subscription rates. Get all the goodies. Johnny Evans, it's been so long since you were here. we got to get you on again more often. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Take care, all. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.